Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Laces Out podcast, which is our NFL podcast. Um, I, I swear we had a guest. Honestly, we had a guest. We nearly got them on, but then there was a change of plans, and we ended up with no guest. So that's uh, back-to-back weeks with no guest. Just me and Paul this week, talking NFL football, all the goings-on in the league, and uh, yeah, all sorts of stuff in this one. It's a, it's a juicy old season, this. Uh, before we get started, though, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop, and uh, if you have an NFL fan in your life, send this podcast their way. They might. Thank you for it. Right, let's get started. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast. Laces out. Recording in progress. I still feel like we need to get some form of, you know, xylophone version of Monday Night Football theme tune. Well, if it's... If it's just played in the background on a musical instrument, does that constitute copyright? I don't see, like... I don't think... Obviously, the lawyer's... So listen to this podcast can obviously get in touch with us and let us know. I think the definition of uh, like a breach copyright is if you just played the music, but if you re- if you recreate the music, then it's not the same thing. I think that's how it works. Fair use is um, anything that can be so that anything that can be or can't be recreated. I can't remember the the actual wording for it. And doesn't doesn't YouTube have like sort of certain reg- rules and regulations around like length of play and stuff like that? Yeah, you've got so many seconds, but nobody knows actually how many seconds it is. That's always the issue. Anytime Obviously, I've well, ever heard anybody talk about copyright striking, it's never been it, it's never been taken out. Although, as a podcast, we've been copyright stricken. So that was that was a fun one. Cheers, Warner Brothers. <laughs> Obviously, you know, welcome along to uh, Music Cast, uh, the the latest in the long line of Cookie Cast offerings. I'm I'm only I'm only serious. Uh, no, we're not here to talk about uh, music this week, are we, Mister Cook? Not this week. But you know, in the NFL off season, hey. Everything, anything's game. Speaking of NFL, that's why we're here. Let's get amongst it. Let's talk about it. Um, do you know the? Do you know a very strange thing that since I had it pointed out to me, I, I'm just like, what the fuck? So the conversation of three and two, or two and three. And it was highlighted that a lot of teams, i.e. majority teams, are either 3-2 and two or 2-3. Two and three. I was like, hey, that's actually a really good point. As a season, this season is very evenly matched so far. Obviously, we can't all be the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Can we? But I mean, I was I was going to get to that at some point. Um, no idea what the situation there is, but anyway. Um, what have we got to talk about this week? Have we got the uh, the delight that is uh, the the officiating? Did you see the video of the uh, of the referees leaving the Chiefs game under fire? With the Tanai going, uh, we ask people to please not throw stuff onto the field. Uh, obviously, you've got uh, Devonte Adams throwing something on the field. Oh, that's right. It was another human being. Yes, that was that. There's 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 words like a hundred thousand dollar plus price points being thrown around. The gentleman in question has completed a police report about his assault. Uh, I also saw a tweet sent out by uh, by the man himself, uh, apologising and saying that he just wasn't happy with the way the game had gone. Um, so we've got you know things like that. We can talk about um, roughing the passer calls, where we have to scramble to make up a reason for a penalty. Uh, we can talk about that if you like. Or let's talk about something else. What have you got for us to talk about? Well, obviously, this is the point of the uh, the podcast where I say usually we'd have our guest on, we'd introduce our guest. And yes, let's talk about the guest picks. Sadly, the guest cannot be with us this week. So, so we've, we've pulled a few strings, we've pulled a few favours. Similar to what we did last week, and we've got everyone's favourite non-podcast contributor to give us her expertise yet again from a predictions perspective. But we'll come on to that later on. From a guest perspective, unlike last week, the guest was under pain of death. Uh, this week, we had a guest, we hooked a guest, and in the process of reeling that guest in, they then went, ah, I can't, I can't, I'm afraid. Uh, I believe also there was a pain of death situation there. It does feel like the, the podcast that offers guests and then doesn't deliver sometimes. So, yeah, there's that. Um, how not ideal. But we'll soldier on. We'll soldier on regardless. So, like I said, obviously, Miss um, Amy Brinton has offered her podcast uh, her podcast predictions for this coming week. Not only has she done that, she did that for last week's games. So, from the week five predictions, we have the following. Miss Amy Brinton with six out of 16 picks correct. Not a stellar week, not a stellar showing from Miss Brinton, but she's not a massive fan of the NFL she only knows the bits and pieces that she sits and sees with me when I'm uh, when I'm tucking in to the, the delicious, juicy content of the National Football League. But six out of sixteen picks in the current season that we're in, which is a bit crazy. I don't think that's that bad, to be honest with you, for a person who has not no real interest in the league. So that just leaves myself and Andy. Who takes the win this week? Well, with ten out of sixteen picks correct. And 
out of 16 picks correct. That is correct, ladies and gentlemen. It is a tie in the predictions this week. Both of us getting 10 correct. The teams that let me down were the Packers mm. at home to the Giants. The Jaguars at home to the Texans. The Lions at the Patriots. Yeah. The Dolphins at the Jets. Mm. The Panthers at home to the 49ers. What was I thinking? And the Rams at home to the Dallas Cowboys. The teams that let down Mr. Cook. The Broncos at home to the Colts. The Packers at home to the Giants. The Jaguars at home to the Texans. The Lions away at the Patriots. The Dolphins away at the Jets. The Rams away. No, the Rams at home to the Cowboys. So we had very similar very similar picks there. Just the Broncos and Colts different and the Panthers and 49ers different for myself. And Andy, contributing to our 10 out of 16 correct picks. For the overall season scores, that leaves the guest on one point. Andy moves on to one and a half points, and I myself have three points in total. Is this the point in time where we have to talk about the Broncos? Uh, I mean, that that game probably summed up just how bad both of these teams were when the game was actively going to overtime and fans were leaving the stadium not just one or two, in droves. Absolute droves, yeah. no one wanted to see an extra ten minutes of that nonsense. I, I don't even know where to start. The number of memes that came off the back of this game. There was the um, RG3 Twitter battle that he was having. I can't even think who he was having it with. Um, where he defended that picture... Of Russell Wilson just on the sidelines, but looked like he was sat on his sofa at home just having a drink. It, um, the fact that Russell Wilson uh, at the end of the press conference fired out a uh, a Broncos country let's ride, which is a meme in itself. It's it it it's it's pretty tragic. I mean, the whole like. You know, the internet hates Russell Wilson and th- th- he he doesn't seem to... He's like, oh, did you need some new content this, this week? Here you go. He just throws content at the internet. It, I, still, I still say this. It's worth going back and looking at. I think we, I think we mentioned it in a podcast, and it's certainly worth going back and seeing if people can look up the detail, the the details that weren't discussed at the time of Russell Wilson's trade, and there was a lot of. He felt like he'd been painted into a corner. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know if it's necessarily, Seahawks fans that are uh, a stoke in this fire, or if it's just NFL fans in general, or what. Um, Russell Wilson is taking a, a, a bit of a kick in through all of this but some some decisions were made decisions we may or may not have seen before potentially on the 
biggest stage in the world and the same decisions being made uh, yeah I feel sorry for the Broncos I feel sorry for anybody that's traveling all the way to Wembley at any point soon to see the Broncos play live let's move on real swift so those weren't the only picks that were made last week. Obviously, we've started a new feature this year with the side bet, which was obviously Andy and myself pick four games where we feel it's a guaranteed winner in all four. We uh, put those choices up against one another to see who can get the most points correct. So after week four, Andy had managed to get seven out of seven, uh, seven out of sixteen picks correct. I managed to get 11 out of 16 picks correct. So, we move on to week five. Andy's selections were the Packers at home to the Giants. It's a great start. He did, however, manage to pull it round with the Buccaneers at home to the Falcons, the Chiefs at home to the Raiders, and the Eagles away at the Cardinals. That's three points there for Mr. Cook, taking him to 10 out of 20 for the season. Well done, sir. Halfway there. Halfway. Halfway, halfway for ladies, the ladies. I had taken the Jacksonville Jaguars at home to the Texans. Oof. Oh, dear. Not a great start. I pulled it round with the Bills at home to the Steelers. That was potentially the safest bet of the entire weekend. <laughs> the Titans away at the Washington Commanders and the Vikings at home to the Chicago Bears. Giving myself three out of four points for the week and moving me to 14 out of 20 picks. Correct. That is week five, done and dusted. Well, not just quite, not not quite. You not see, quite. I was worried that the this, the cyber action was going to get like one of those situations where you were just going to pull away into the distance, and I was going to be left, you know, sucking the dirt. But it's one of those things where if randomly I got all four right this week and you got all four wrong, which is very unlikely, but this season's a weird one, then we would be level pegging. So it's so all to play for. And that's Absolutely. what I like. I like all to play for. Uh, I believe you were alluding to there might be such a thing as some stats. Um, no guest, so I've had to divide the stats between myself and uh, uh, and yourself, Paul. So, the stats mistress, she delivers. If there's one thing you'd say about that lady, she delivers. She has brought to us the NFL 2022 week five stats. Uh, she has given to uh, given credit to Nate Davis of USA Today, as is always the way. And our first stat looks a little something like this. Following review of the concussion protocol, the term ataxia, that is ataxia, defined as Abnormality of balance slash stability, 
motor coordination or dysfunctional speech caused by a neurological issue, try saying that three times fast, has been added to the protocol's enforcement. Players diagnosed with ataxia, which is basically what Tongue of Iloa displayed against the Bills, will now be ruled out for the game without exception. I was just about to say something, and then I looked a little further ahead in the stats, and it's stat number two. Irony being what it is, Tongue of Iloa's replacement veteran Teddy Bridgewater played one snap in Sunday's loss before being ruled out after showing signs of ataxia. He was hit by a New York Jets rookie cornerback Sauce Gardner, amazing name, while being flagged for international, international intentional grounding in the end zone. The Jets beat the Dolphins 40 to 17. Number three, the NFL stage, their second game in London, making the Green Bay Packers' first appearance in the league's international series before a full house at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But it was the New York Giants who played in their first regular season game in London back in 2007 who pulled off a 27-22 upset behind another solid performance from running back Saquon Barkley who had 106 yards in total and a TD. Um, I, I don't know if you did the same. I watched that game live and it was like, wow, what what has gone on here? I think we talked about it last week that although the Packers were probably nailed on for that, the, the travel and the, you know, even things like changing temperature and stuff like that, it, it does do stuff to to the players. As already alluded to, stat number four is the Philadelphia Eagles. 5-0 and oh, remain the NFL's lone unbeaten team, powered Sunday by two more rushing touchdowns from quarterback Jalen Hurts in a 2017 defeat of the Arizona, Card Arizona Cardinals in the desert. If I felt like we had all day, I'd probably want to start, like, looking at why it is that the Eagles are 5-0. and I'm like, I need to go back and look at their, like, the games, the five games they've had and try and work out if they've been particular, particularly easy games. I don't know if anybody foresaw this situation. And the question now becomes, at which point is it that the Eagles are going to have their first L? But we'll see on that one. Um... And a fifth stat, which is a very short stat, is the Houston Texans became the last team to notch a win in the 2022 season. Yes, indeed. Over to you, Paul. I believe you have other stats. I certainly do, Mr. Cook. We'll open with a rather ridiculous stat that goes as follows. Rams, wide receiver, Cooper Cup. Has 49 catches throughout four uh, throughout five games. Bears quarterback Justin Fields has 49 completions through five games. 
That's absolutely ridiculous. So Justin Fields has completed the same number of uh, the same number of completions to or the same number of pass attempts to all of his team that Cooper Cup has received on his own. That is absolutely outrageous. Uh, next up, the Cowboys and their defence, run by former Seattle Seahawks coordinator Dan Quinn, are starting to look a bit Legion of Boomy after improving to 4-1. and one. Backup quarterback Cooper Rush's 4-0 and oh record is nice, but he only had to throw 16 passes against the Rams on a day when the defence had five sacks, forced Stafford into three turnovers, and held the reigning champs to just 10 points. Next one. The Cook Brothers, Minnesota's Dalvin and Buffalo's James, combined for three rushing touchdowns on Sunday. For James, a rookie, it was his first trip to the NFL end zone. The Bosa Brothers, the Chargers' Joey and San Francisco's Nick, now have combined for two groin injuries. Joey is out indefinitely after undergoing surgery on September the 30th, whereas Nick was injured Sunday and missed the remainder of the 49ers' 37-15 win against the Carolina Panthers. Though his setback seemed less severe as he remained in uniform on the Niners' sideline. The Patriots' third-string quarterback, Bailey Zappi, and Pittsburgh Steelers' backup quarterback, Kenny Pickett, became the first rookie quarterbacks to start a game this season. Zappi was able to notch a win with an efficient performance, 17 of 21, for 188 yards, one touchdown and one interception, during a shutout of the Detroit Lions. Predictably, it didn't, nearly go, it didn't go nearly as well for Pickett. He threw for 327 yards and an INT, but the Steelers were thrashed 38-3 by Buffalo. The Steelers are now 0-8 in games without offensive linebacker TJ Watt, Sorry, not offensive, outside linebacker, TJ Watt, since he was drafted in 2017. Worrying times for the Steelers indeed. Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen passed for a career-high 424 yards and four passing touchdowns. 42 yards rushing, as well to go along with that. He may be back in the driver's seat in the race for the league's MVP. Hope you started New Orleans Saints Taysom Hill at quarterback or running back or tight end in your fantasy league. Some of us may have done just that. I'll just pat myself on the back there. Hill, who didn't start at any of those positions on Sunday, nevertheless accounted for four touchdowns. One throwing and three rushing, including a game-winning 60-yarder in a 39-32 victory over the Seahawks. He rushed for 112 yards on nine carries. And just on that sort of multiple touchdown um, stat that we finished with, obviously the Monday night game was the Kansas City Chiefs at home to the Vegas Raiders this week. I was just about to say, we can't let the Travis Kelsey... <laughs> Travis, Travis Kelsey, just the four touchdowns... Uh, for something ridiculous like a combined sort of 40 yards or something like that, they were uh, all basically goal, goal. By the touchdown. back end of that game, I was like, so basically the Chiefs' plan, and I'm not knocking it because it's clearly working for them, is 
get the ball down the field as far as they can to be able to then throw it to Travis Kelsey in the end zone. Because, yeah, four touchdowns. It was literally just like, you can have the ball, and you can have the ball, and you can... Uh, uh, yeah, that'll do. Pass it to Kelsey. And, yeah, they... Uh, uh, like I said, um, you know, the referees did leave that game um, under fire. Um, there were other issues in people leaving that game. Um, I think there's been some interesting calls over the weekend. Um, but you can't take away from somebody rattling in four touchdowns. It was absolute insanity. There was a couple of things that I'd, I'd wanted to cover about some of these games. Um, it's week five. We're going into week six. Uh, it, it's early. It's early days. And saying at the start of the season... I'd be very surprised if we don't see the Bills going into the Super Bowl this year and then seeing what felt like a little bit of a dip and it was a bit like, uh-oh. To watch the Bills this week, I mean, it was a thing of beauty and let's not forget what game is coming up this week because holy Bonersville, that oh, deliciousness, honestly, oh, gives me absolute chills. It's one of those things I've decided that what they should do is they should change the Pro Bowl to just have this game that's coming up this week, no spoilers, uh, just on repeat. They should just play it like four times and, you know, best of four, best of five, whatever. It, it, they, there, should, there is there should be an argument that like so I know that the Pro Bowl the idea is get your get the best players from the NFC and the best players from the AFC that are in the Super Bowl to play against each other. Rather than doing that, the NFC and the AFC should just basically nominate the best team that's left. So maybe it might be the team that's lost the AFC and NFC Championship games. Yeah, it might not be. Just send them to the yeah. Pro Bowl and have them take on the opposite team. Absolutely. And um, just see how they get on. I, I, I don't want to dwell too much on certain things, but I don't know whether there's a need to bring up the uh, the, 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 the bogus call on, on the tackle on Brady. Um, I think I've seen some stuff where they've reviewed that tackle and it, I think they're putting it down as a perfect tackle. It is absolutely perfect as far as tackle goes. And I think it said a lot when you could see the referees like, uh, what what are we going to call this then? Where do we pull this out of? Because I, I, I have no idea what we're going to do here. Um... <sighs> Anyway, it's probably better that we move on. Um, so, week five, stick it in a bag, tie a knot in the top of the bag, put a bow on it, and drop it to the bottom of the ocean. Brings us swiftly to week six. It does indeed, and week six finds us at the first available point where 
we start to see teams on the bye. So, four teams are on bye this week, so it drops us from 16 games down to 14. The four teams that are taken a bye this week are the Detroit Lions, the Tennessee Titans, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Houston Texans. So that leaves us again with 14 games to choose from when it comes to the side bet later on. But for our predictions, just bog standardly, we start as follows. The Washington Commanders travel to Chicago for their Thursday night football. Oh, dear God. After last week's fiasco of <coughs> Denver versus Indianapolis in what could only be described as an absolute cure for insomnia... Did you, it's not going to get much better this week. Did you say the stuff about how anybody who's paid for Prime this year should get Amazon Prime for the rest of the year for free, having had to watch that game? Because I was like, that's actually a really good suggestion. And then what followed was the the just absolute tirade of memes around people watching Thursday Night Football game and then checking to see what next week's Thursday night football game was and just being like, fuck! It's like, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're bringing absolute gems to us for a Thursday night football as it is. Yeah, not great. So, from a predictions perspective, both Andy and Amy have picked the Bears to get the win of this one. The I Bears. Commanders might be able to sort of put something together. They became within a whisker of being able to, to, to take down the Titans last week, so... Hopefully they'll be able to pull something together to get themselves over the hump there. We have the New England Patriots at the Cleveland Browns. Myself and Andy have picked the Browns for this one, whereas Amy thinks the Patriots will carry on their good form. Next up, we've got our first clean sweep of the week, where we've got the 49ers travelling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. No surprise there, we've all picked the 49ers. We've all picked the Packers to get right at home to the Jets this weekend. We've got the Colts at home to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Myself and Amy think the Jaguars have got this one, whereas Andy thinks it's going to be a Colts victory. Next up, we've got the Vikings taking on the Dolphins. Myself and Andy firmly in Vikings camp, whereas Amy thinks the Dolphins will bounce back with a win. The Bengals travel to take on the New Orleans Saints, and we've gone for a clean sweep of the Bengals in this one. We've got the Ravens travelling to New York to take on the Giants. Andy and Amy think that the Ravens will bounce back on the on up. Sorry, they got a win against the Bengals. I do apologise. They'll continue their good form. I think the Giants have shown that they've got a little bit more about them this season. So I'm going to go for the Giants. Absolutely. Yeah. We've got the Buccaneers taking on the uh, battle-hardened Steelers. Uh, looking for their first win since the opening weekend. Myself and Andy think the Bucs are going to put another hurting on the Steelers. Whereas Amy is back in the Steelers to bounce back. Uh, next up, we've got the Panthers now looking for a new head coach after sacking Matt Rule earlier this week. Um, taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Myself and Andy think the Rams will uh, will get back to winning ways on this one. Whereas Amy thinks the Panthers, without a head coach in charge, are going to uh, step up to the plate and Get a little bit of respectability back for the franchise. I mean, there's nobody in the back office at the Panthers, is there? They're cleaning house as we speak. They certainly do seem to be making a lot of moves. 
Uh, four games to go. Uh, we've got the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Myself and Andy have gone for the Cardinals on this one, whereas Amy has picked the Seahawks. I'm going to skip over this game and we're going to leave this one to last. I did struggle with that one because the, like the, the, the part of me that loves the Seahawks were like, yeah, and you know, I think I think Geno Smith's doing well. I think he's he's underrated. I know like Geno Smith goes out as a great game and then people are like, Oh, he's terrible. It's like what's happening here? Um But I think the Cardinals have just got a bit I think the Cardinals have got it a little bit more together, maybe. Yeah, I won't be surprised. Um, like I said, I'm going to skip the next game because we'll come back to that and we'll have a little bit of a discussion about it. Um, the Sunday night football sees the Dallas Cowboys travel to the, as previously mentioned, undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Andy and Amy have both gone for the Eagles to continue their winning streak. As I think the Cowboys might just have a little bit too much for the Eagles here. Um, I think the Cowboys are probably can count themselves a bit unfortunate to have got one loss on their record having played against the Buccaneers. Um, and that was back before Brady really sort of found his sort of struggling form of, uh, of recent weeks. The Monday night football offering is the Broncos taking on the Chargers. So the Broncos have almost pretty much had a bye coming off the Thursday night football from the week before and not having to play till the following Monday. So that's what, 10 days? 10 days break in between games? Yeah. Like you say, it's almost like a mini bye. Um, I think the Chargers will have too much, as does Andy, as does Amy. It's a clean sweep for the Chargers against the Broncos. Now, the game that I left out is being played on Sunday night but it really should have been put into the, one of the the, uh, the prime time slots for me because Bills at Chiefs oh. is just one of those games where you just you just want to just clear your schedule just so you can sit down and just take it all in. I think if you have the option to do it, don't red zone. Just focus on this game in the evening slot if you've got the ability to do so because. It's it's set up to be one hell of a game. It could be a bit of a shootout where you've got Mahomes and uh, and Allen just throwing absolute bombs left, right, and centre. I believe the last time they played each other in the in the in the regular season, the Bills took the win. Obviously, the last time they played each other was in the postseason, where the Chiefs won in overtime against the Bills to advance to the AFC Championship game. We've all picked the Bills to get the win. I would not be surprised to see this one go either way. The way honestly, honestly you, could, you could pretty much toss a coin on this one. I imagine it is going to be point for point, end to end, non-stop scoring. And I honestly think it could just depend on the coin toss at the beginning of the game. Whilst, whilst I do agree... The Chiefs' defense is nowhere as good as the Bills' defense. It absolutely is not. And I think, I think the Bills' defense will probably be what wins the Bills the game. Yeah, a hundred percent. Being honest. Never. So there we go. That's that's Week Six's picks done and dusted. The only thing that's left to do is for myself and Andy to pick our four selections for the side bet. But before we do that, 
We're going to take a little small break. We're going to dust ourselves down. We're going to reassess our picks across the board. And we're going to come back to you after this very short break with our four selections each for this particular week. Recording in progress. She's not wrong. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. As we said before, we took this very small break. We've gone through week week six's predictions from myself, Mr. Cook, and our esteemed guest for this week. All that is left to do is to go through the four side bet selections that both myself and Mr. Cook will choose for our guaranteed winners for this week. Obviously, because Mr. Cook is still behind in the overall rankings, with 10 out of 20 selections correct, and I've got 14 out of 20 selections correct, he does have the right to take the first selection, or, it's just dawned on me, you don't have to take the first selection. You could choose, if you wanted to do so, to defer the first selection, and I have to, and then you get the choice of picking two games in a row after I've picked the first game. It's entirely up to you. Whichever you think puts you in the most advantageous position. You do have a fair point there, and although I would potentially consider it, I think I'm just... I'm, I'm throwing caution to the wind this week by picking some... Well, you'll see in a minute. My first pick for this week, I've decided, finally decided, is the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning. I like it. I believe it's an approach that I used. No, it's an approach you used last week. The Bucs had come off two straight home losses. Sensible. Sensible you've picked them there. Um, They're going up against a team that's... Very, very poor. Very, very poor currently. Yes. So, yeah, wouldn't be surprised to see the uh, the Bucks get the win there against the Steelers. Now, who do I take as my first two selections? I think I'm going to have to go for the Rams. Nah. I mean, it's, the right, it's absolutely the right choice, but it would have been more of the right choice if I'd have made it. That's all I'm saying. After the Rams. Ah, balls. Even though they got a win last week, I'm going to go with the Packers to beat the Jets. Now then, there are a, 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 there are a couple of games, maybe even more than a couple of games, on this week's selection that I have chosen to stay well clear of. And weirdly, that's one of them. <coughs> because on paper, the Packers are going to absolutely destroy the Jets. But the Jets are super weird this season. <laughs> and I looked at it and went, what are the chances that the Packers go two losses back to back because the Jets are freaky weird this season they certainly are your next two selections my good man 
It pains me to say this, but unfortunately, it is the right choice to make. The Los Angeles Chargers to beat the Denver Broncos. There is a there is a there is a pick I want to make, but I, I just don't know that I can that I can cement. That's another one that I can. Great, absolute gold from a podcast perspective. Um, another one that, in some way, pains me to say it purely because of the pick, but uh, the Minnesota Vikings to beat the Miami Dolphins. Um, I think with the Dolphins slipping down through their selection of quarterbacks, it's going to be tough sledding ahead for them. Yeah, I think you're right on that one. Obviously, I don't know if it's a case of at this point the Dolphins are, st- are scheduled to go into this game with their third string quarterback or whether Teddy will be good to go or if they might even get Tua back from the, from the, from the concussion protocol. Even if Tua is ready to go, I would imagine this might fall in the category of they'd be tempted to give him another week yeah, just to be absolutely, absolutely certain. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, I've picked the Vikings on our thing, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that be the, uh, be the case there. My next pick... Ooh, there's some slim pickings out there. Like I said, the side uh, bet gets more interesting when the buys kick in. Oh, God, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting the week that six teams are on buy, which is usually the case, um, unless they split it so that every week only ever has four teams on buy this week, but or this season. Mm. I will go for the San Francisco 49ers to beat the Falcons. That was uh, that was, uh, and finally, oh god, yeah, I'll go for the I'll go for the Bengals mm. to beat the Saints. Not a massive fan of that one, as obviously, no. as we covered in the stats. The Saints have got themselves a frisky little player in Taysom Hill that just sort of wreaks havoc against everyone's defence and stuff like that. No one knows where he's going to line up. Nope. You don't really know how to cover him. Nope. Your final selection, my friend. So, there's a big part of me that that, that looks at the Cowboys-Eagles game and says, just just put the Eagles down, take them as a, as, a, as an easy win and move on. But, and this is something that might surprise you of all people, I like the Cowboys at the moment. I can't possibly think why that is, but I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying Cowboys football. And because of that, I could see the Cowboys being the team that puts the first loss on the Eagles. So, because of that, and I know you've gone the other way on this pick in the actual predictions, I am going to take the Baltimore Ravens to beat the New York Giants. 
I, I honestly, I watched that. I watched the the Giants Packers game, and I was like, yeah, I think the Giants are, are legit this season, and you know, all, all of the things that you can say about that. Uh, obviously, the 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 counter argument would be Lamar Jackson. I mean, it's, it's not it's not a terrible selection. I think the like, on paper you'd say that the Ravens would always be favourites against the Giants, but the Giants are at home. They're four and one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. Not. Largely, it came down to like you said, some real slim pickings, and I think it's the Ravens in it. You know, very true. So. Just to reiterate, our side bet picks for this week are Andy has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travelling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. The Los Angeles Chargers at home to the Denver Broncos. The Minnesota Vikings away at the Miami Dolphins. And the Baltimore Ravens away at the New York Giants. I have the Rams at home to the Carolina Panthers. The Green Bay Packers at home to the New York Jets. The San Francisco 49ers away at the Atlanta Falcons. And the Cincinnati Bengals away at the New Orleans Saints. That, ladies and gentlemen, is all of your week six nonsense done and dusted. Mr. Cook, do you have anything else to add to this particular week's show? Um, no, I mean, obviously, uh, just, just to come back to what I have been dubbing not only Game of the Week, absolute Game of the Season. Uh, it's not going to get much better than this until you start getting to the back end and you start looking at, like, going heading towards the playoffs. There will there will be some tasty games because we'll start to see teams pull ahead. But uh, we are going into Week 6... Mm, that that Bills Chiefs game looks delicious. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, as each week passes, it does bring us a week closer to uh, myself and one of our um, long-time NFL guests, Mr. Rod Brafton, making our way to the Wembley uh, to to take our, take in some of what is being dubbed the. The the donkey. <laughs> I saw a lovely a lovely cartoon picture of the uh, what they what they maybe want to change the uh, logo to. Um, so yeah, there's that to look forward to. Not yet, it's still a couple of weeks away. Um, but yes, very much looking forward to this week's games. Obviously not Thursdays, but hey, that's just one. So. Um, Big thank you to you for sitting in with me and doing NFL-type things. Big thank you to the listener and or watcher for joining us week in, week out, talking about a sport that isn't even from this country. Um, anything from you? Anything Anything to sign us off? No, just uh, like you said, just uh, thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and uh, continue to support the pod. Absolutely positively. Right, I'll see you a similar time next week, and we will see these lovely people at the same time. Till then, take it easy, peeps.
So there you go, what do you think to that? Next week, promise, there's almost definitely going to be a guest. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop in a review if you want to drop. Pass the podcast on to people. Please, please, we encourage you to do that. And if you want to check out our website, thecookiecast.com, there we've got social media links and a button for you to click so you can email us. Drop us a line. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode of Cookie Cast, please like, share, and subscribe.